Blog Talk Radio. My name is Judah Epstein, an adventurer from Texas, and I am on the journey with Neville D'Angelo. Today we are headed for the Amazon jungle. I am your host, Neville D'Angelo, and you are on the journey. On the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet some of the most fascinating people with novel solutions to life's tricky problems. We play a few games too and track the phenomenal characters in three classic books. A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicit. A time to begin again. The Amazon jungle is full of wonder. It is a place where the beauty of nature, the struggle for survival, and the horrors of evil are so intertwined, it can squelch you. It silenced Peter, our superboy. That story is told in Illicit, a time to begin again. Sorting me out from plush watercress leaves, crowding albino stems, or from tall bushy lemon grasses overshadowed by broad banana leaves could hardly have been easy. Even reconnoitering angels, accustomed to searching out the sins of boys behaving badly, and guardian angels paid by silver-skinned old men to watch over us, would have found it nigh impossible to spot me in a tree. My camouflage was ideal. I could see high or low in every direction. And I was nimble and swift and slippery. I saw the works of lizards, the wonders of ants, the wayward ways of dogs and the wickedness of cats. I heard, by way of whispering winds, the best-kept secrets of men, and men betraying men, and women disappointed by their wimpy husbands. My most favorite tree stood huge and wide in the center of the new lot we moved into. I could see from that tree beyond neighboring roofs and across cane fields, and north and south along the main road, and into the police compound. I could see far and wide, of my own accord, I had purposed myself to a secret duty to protect this lot from all monsters. Had you set me in Zorro's mask and given me Robin Hood's sword and steed, I would have kept the hungry fed and shredded all of wickedness into little bitty pieces. I was... Superboy. 
Today, my guest is Judah Epstein, an adventurer and former SMU student athlete with a long list of credits to his name. Those of you following us ever since the Jaguar Pop Show would recall us playing the weekly game, Where in the World is Judah? Well, he is right here. It'll be very hard to find and name a country Judah hasn't been to or the unusual adventures he hasn't tried. Of course, there's way much more to Judah Epstein than adventures, as you'll discover in the weeks ahead as he travels with us. However, today he'll be escorting us into the Amazon jungle to face the toughest race on Earth, the Amazon Jungle Marathon. I'd say uh, the king in Illicit, a time to begin again, would have been far better advised to have spent some time with our guest today, Judah Epstein. Well, Judah, you get to do some of the coolest things in the world and some things that many of us only dream of getting a chance to do. One of those was doing a jungle marathon. Could you tell us what that's all about? Yeah, the uh, jungle marathon, it's a... Uh a uh, seven-day extreme ultra-marathon running through the Amazon jungle. It's about 250 kilometers, and you have to uh, carry carry your, all your gear with you, all your food for seven days, and your and your hammock, and your and your first aid kit, and and all all the everything that you might need with you for seven days, and you basically just run through the jungle, through through the Amazon jungle amongst all the wildlife and anacondas and bugs and 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 uh foliage that can eat you and and you basically just go for seven days and, and it's 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 been considered the uh toughest that it's considered the toughest foot race and i think also been considered the toughest uh race in the, in the world hmm. now where's the starting point and ending point everybody starts together and ends in the same place i'm guessing yeah it's actually broken up into stages so when i when i competed in the event there was about 60, 60, 60 uh, people that entered the event, and it's broken up into stages. So each day is a stage. So everybody starts in the morning mm-hmm. and ends in the evening in the same spot. Except for one of the stages, it's a two-day stage. Mm-hmm. So, so most of the nights people are camping out in in the same area and then start again at the same time in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's not about who reaches the end point first. Everybody, or is it about that? Well, it it, it is who reaches the end point first, but it's each day is split up. So. You get a time for each day. Gotcha. You so do it's it. So it's time, like like with the just like with a bicycle race. Yeah. So everybody starts same time in the morning, and then the time that you reach the uh, the, the camp mm-hmm. in the in the evening, they mark that time that it took, and then they add up the time for the six different stages, and whoever has the quickest time over the six, the addition of the six stages is the is the winner. How, how did you do? I finished about top half. Oh, good. But the but 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 I I also finished dead last. <laughs> Explain that to me. Pretty much every day, I think except for one of the days, I was the 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 last person to finish. <laughs> but I finished top half uh, because about half the people didn't finish. Oh. Because <laughs> this this considers such a such a tough race. Right. And I'm actually not a marathoner. Right. right. I never run a marathon right. before. I, I did an eight mile turkey trot in Dallas once. Uh huh. Right. Right. But so everybody else was was experienced ultra marathoner. Mm-hmm. I actually met one of the guys on the airplane on the way there. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't really know what I was get getting into when I when I when I signed up. I was like, oh, jungle marathon. I like going to the jungle. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a like a fun way, to, fun way to see a lot of the Amazon. Mm-hmm. And this one guy I talked to on the airplane, he's he's raced the Eco Challenge. He's raced 
um, several uh, these extreme races, multi day in Antarctica and in mm. in South America and Africa, all over the world. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Now I'm ready for the jungle marathon." Oh, good, good. Now, now, where are all these people? Where all these people from? Are they mostly from the United States, or I'm guessing they're from all around the world? No, there's only a few people from the United States. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, a lot from Europe, mm-hmm. and um, pretty much from all, all over the world. There's because it was in South America, so we had. Some 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 locals that that entered and some people from South America, but probably mostly from Europe and uh, and um, and pretty much all over the world. The, the, when I when I competed in it, the guy that that won the event, mm-hmm. he was actually a, uh, a a jungle mountain man really? that lived in a in the jungle in a in an island in a, in the in the in the in the Caribbean, okay. and he lived like a mountain man for ten years or so out just out in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And I actually wanted to to see if I could see how he runs because how fast he did I don't understand how he could have done so fast he must move through the jungle like a jaguar <laughs> I had to be I mean one of the reasons that, that I that I finished last each stage is because I wanted to make sure that I finished mm-hmm. so I took my I took more time and more care with with my steps mm-hmm. making sure that I didn't get injured many people got injured from running and then um and it's pretty much there's it's pretty much there's traps everywhere in the jungle. Mm-hmm. The the whole terrain you can trip you can you can fall through mm-hmm. fall through things and 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 hurt your leg or fall down and hurt and and get injured. Mm-hmm. So I so a lot of times I had to take more care mm-hmm. with my steps to 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 make sure that I, that I wouldn't get injured and that I'd be able to finish the race. Because mm. my goal wasn't to win. I wasn't going to beat the Jungle Mountain Man. Right. My goal was was, was to That's complete good. the event. Good, good. Now, these traps were natural, the natural yeah, jungle traps. Yeah, just like pretty much just nat- the natural jungle terrain. There's oh. holes in the ground that might be covered up by foliage so you might right. not see it. Right. Right. There's, there's, there's sticks and logs that you can trip <laughs> over and, yeah. and, and, and also, I mean, pretty much everything you can think of. Mm. Thorns and mm. everything. Now, um... Did Animals, you, bugs. Did you have a, a a route, a map, or or you just had to figure out your own path to get there? Well, they 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 didn't give you a map, and and they, you're not allowed to use GPS. Really? But GPS wouldn't have worked anyways because of the because the the, the 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 canopy, the mm-hmm. uh, the tree cover. Mm-hmm. But um, because I think the reason they didn't want you to map GPS to because you, otherwise you maybe take a shortcut. Right. But um, so they they kind of had the course laid out. It was a lot of it was mostly on trails or somewhat of a trail mm-hmm. and every once in a while they put up a, one of those little uh mark t- tie a little string or mm-hmm. the the ribbon into a tree mm-hmm. so so you can kind of see where you're going mm-hmm. but um i so it's kind of marked but but you but you have to have you kind of have to have knowledge of of the forest and that kind of be able to just navigate your way through because it's not marked all the time you have to be able to i mean kind of tell, know where you're going mm-hmm. they actually on the race they they do this event every year the one they had a few months ago they just put a um put it on uh, had a new segment on it on the TV and it was saying that that and they're in the evening stage that most of the racers got got lost right and I think right. they were lost lost pretty good <laughs> I think <laughs> most people didn't finish the race right. because they got lost <laughs> so so you 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 not necessarily you don't have any necessarily have a com- company while you're going do you have like partners or you just ah uh, you you I mean, it's it's kind of up to you. I mean, I, when I went, I was I was on my own, pretty much most of the time. Mm-hmm. They 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 had a, um, they had a the the Brazilian military their their um, jungle forces mm-hmm. were out there, and so they would they would go through at the end. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like the like the sweep crew. So if mm-hmm. there's anybody lying on the trail dead or dying, <laughs> they they could take a map, pick them up and bring them back. So I was 
So I was normally in the back. So by towards the end of the day, mm-hmm. then a lot of times they, maybe they catch up with me. Maybe I I go to the jungle with them a little bit. But most of the time I was on my own, mm-hmm. and most people are on their own most time. I mean, it's 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 an individual event, not a team event. Mm-hmm. But some people that go there with mm-hmm. a friend or kind of as an informal team, so they 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 race and, and stick together with one of their two friends or so. Some, mm-hmm. some people do that. But but most people are just out there on their own in the jungle. Mm-hmm. What's the what was the toughest part um, of the race for you? The whole race. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was when when I raced. It was after the first day. I was I was I was okay. You know, I was tired, of course. But after the second day, my body was. I think I was done. I was I was dead tired because mm. cause, cause just the the terrain was so difficult and and. You're doing, you're you're working so hard in such extreme, you're 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 make, taking your body to the extreme and the most extreme environment. Mm-hmm. So after that, pretty much second day, I was I was, my body was done. So from there on, it was just pretty much mental willpower just to keep going and finish up. Wow. So probably yeah, day day two, day, at the end of day two, day three on mm-hmm. was. The most difficult part. <laughs> Did you at any time think that okay, this is enough? I'm, I'm, I'm quitting this. No. So you were. I think at the end of day two, I was, well, I was, I was a little concerned that day three, because day three was going to be more miles. Mm-hmm. I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to finish this, finish the day in time. Because if you, I mean, I, I, I knew I, I would keep going, be able mm-hmm. to finish. But if you didn't finish by about night, nightfall or so. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be disqualified. I mean, you'd be, uh-huh. you couldn't take two days to do one a one day stage. You'd be uh-huh. disqualified. Mm-hmm. So I was worried about that. So I um I I got rid of some of the gear in my bag to make my bag lighter. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I only carried what I needed, but I even got rid of more stuff <laughs> because and, and my bag was actually was actually a lot heavier than most most competitors. Why? Why? Because you weren't sure. Because I I carried a lot of food <laughs> and heavier food than most people. <laughs> You want to make sure you hit. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people didn't carry near as much food. Oh, okay. But I figured I'm going to be running, doing, working so hard at the jungle, I'm going to eat a lot of food. But still, I didn't have it near as much. You know, I'd be eating at home. But 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 you have to be fetching that food. Now, is that what kind of food did you prepare to for this trip? Well, the, the food I, I the food I brought was was not what most people brought, but um, but I I think what they brought was was more was was more efficient. Um, ultra racing, um, I mean, uh, foods. What, but what I brought, I brought trail mix. Mm-hmm. I brought a lot of trail mix and uh, and protein bars, just different mm-hmm. types of protein bars, and MRE meals, the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. military meals ready to eat. Mm-hmm. But just the meal part of it, so not the entire thing. I just took out of the 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 lasagna or whatever, and just just brought that. Mm-hmm. And then I brought protein powder, mm-hmm. which that that probably wasn't that that part. Probably, the protein powder probably wasn't that good of a same degree. Right. But 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 I think that's one of the things that I got rid of a lot of mm-hmm. after day two. Now why wasn't that good? Because you didn't. Uh, I'm making assumptions. Why 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 wasn't that good? Uh, I I, th- I think I realized more later. I mean I figured I would need a lot of protein, mm-hmm. but I probably should have brought more heavy carbohydrate item than a lot of protein because mm-hmm. the protein would probably need more after. Because but but there's still a lot of research done for these or they're trying to figure out. There's there's not really an answer. For these 
for 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 multi-day events, what's the best way to to fuel yourself? Or the, I mean, because there's not there hasn't been a lot of research done on, on these. So some of the people that are entering these events are are trying to figure out to figure out what's the best way in order to make sure that your that you know, salt intakes and electrolytes. Mm-hmm. There's people have different ideas on what's the best way to to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the big things is is it was hard to eat. I think you know I, I hear at home I, I if I make a a, a protein shake mm-hmm. uh, mix it up in the blender put some milk in right. it put a banana in it right. mix it up real good and it tastes good right and, and, I, yeah. and the jungle I had the powder right. and I had a little water bottle I and I just put it in <laughs> I don't have any milk I don't have a banana I don't have a blender I can just shake it a little bit right. I'm too tired to shake it good so I pretty much just pour it in give it a couple of shakes and try to drink it so that's I could drink what it. I was thinking for a few days I could drink it right. and then after a few days I gave it to the to the Brazilian jungle okay. forces guy <laughs> they were happy to have it. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, at the end, uh, you, you know, you said you you're the top half, but the last of the top half because the bottom half dropped out yeah. uh, of the race. What was your feeling now that you reached the end of the race? What was that like? I I, I, I wanted lunch. <laughs> that that's what the last day. That's what that's that's what was standing because. Because I only had the food I had in my bag, right. and I said at the end of the race, the, the race ended in the, in the small town. There's gonna be there's gonna be a a lunch. There's gonna be um, all you can eat buffet. Mm-hmm. So I was real excited for that, and I wanted some chicken. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to some of the, the race volunteers mm-hmm. the night the night before the last race, and asked them about the food, mm-hmm. and I asked them is there gonna be chicken and and this and that, asked them different things. Mm-hmm. So I remember the last day I was thinking. I need to get through. I need to finish up, and I can go get some, myself a good lunch. All right. <laughs> and did you get that? Did yeah. you get a good lunch? That's good. So how, how long did you stay in uh, Brazil for a long after the race, or did you come straight back? Home? No, I, I went home about like the next day, I think. And how long did it take you to recover? Um, for I, I had a stick with me, mm-hmm. the 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 stick that I carried through the jungle, mm-hmm. and I kind of used that. Like a paddle, kind of even, because my legs were so tired mm-hmm. from running. Mm-hmm. So here I can use my arms. Mm-hmm. So I would kind of switch off with my, especially on the uphills. Right. I kind of used it in a way, kind of like a kayaking paddle right, to help propel right. me forward. <laughs> so I remember for a couple of days, I, I still carry that stick with me everywhere. Oh boy, <laughs> that was my favorite stick. I got it up hanging in in the in my living room oh, at home. Okay. I'm gonna have to get a picture of that. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But I think for because because and my 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 feet were and pretty much everybody's feet were in really bad shape. Mine weren't as bad as a lot of people, mm-hmm. but but blisters and swelling. Mm-hmm. So I don't even I didn't put on shoes for several days, maybe up to a week or so. Wow. But uh, I think for for the next for I I remember I went to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I I probably got back on like a Saturday or something Sunday, and then Monday I went to work. Mm-hmm. And and where I work, it's not just sitting in the computer; it's right. working in the, in the workshop. Mm-hmm. But I didn't work; I just basically sat at my desk and just <laughs> sat there and didn't do anything <laughs> all day. Oh boy! And then and and then we'll, we also we go on jobs out in the uh, field, in the mm-hmm. oil field. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think I was going to be able to. Do, I didn't think I'd be able to put my boots on, oh my steel toe boots on, to go out and work. Mm-hmm. But they sent me out on a job like mm-hmm. the next day. Oh boy! But actually, I was lucky; it was an easy job. It was basically just sitting hotel standby. Oh, okay. So I sat in a hotel for a week. <laughs> so that actually worked out really well because I just sat in the hotel for a week and just just recovered oh, right. and didn't really do anything other than check up on my emails for a week. 
Now, if you were to go and do that race today, or or somebody was getting ready to to think about doing the race, what would you tell them? How would you tell them to get prepared? What would you tell them to do? Uh, I, I actually did go back. I, I, I competed in, and I went back as a medic uh, afterwards. And I might go back, think about maybe go back as again as a medic again you know, sometime later. But but for for for, for how you would prepare, <clears throat> when I got there, it actually kind of felt like all the race preparations that I did mm-hmm. didn't really help because it was <laughs> so hard, anyways. <laughs> because I mean, because there was a lot, a lot of up and down terrain. It's mm-hmm. not mountains, but it's a lot of a lot of up and down. Mm-hmm. And here in Dallas, there's where I live. It's not up and down. Mm-hmm. It's not hills. I did I did find a little hill by the lake that I would run up and down. Mm-hmm. And I did run around the lake a lot. You know, run. That was only like ten miles. So mm-hmm. I think my training probably my training wasn't sufficient mm-hmm. for the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think a lot of some people that are training they train for up to a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, in addition to already being in top shape and they're kind of mm-hmm. doing it, and maybe they they do other marathons, other remote marathons, mm-hmm. and then they figure I'm gonna do the jungle marathon, and then a, for maybe a year or so they train mm-hmm. specifically for the jungle marathon, mm-hmm. and then they, but that's they're already in top shape before that. Mm-hmm. But um, so that would probably well, you'd probably want to train for substantial m- amount of time. But I think my main advantage, especially over over the Europeans, mm-hmm. they were more used to the hills. I had a tougher time with the hills, but I was used to the heat. That's uh-huh. what most of the Europeans had a problem was was you're soaked in sweat the entire time. It's, mm-hmm. it's very hot. It's, it's humid. Mm-hmm. But my body is used to that. I've grown up in Dallas, in, in Texas, played sports all day throughout the summers in the heat. Mm-hmm. So so I'm I'm used to working in the heat. I'm used to being drenched in sweat, I'm used to being dehydrated mm-hmm. and keep on keep on going. Mm-hmm. Some of the Europeans they 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 weren't as, as used to that. I remember when I went back as a medic, one of the guys we, we had to evacuate out of the jungle. Mm-hmm. He was from Switzerland and he was a big runner in Switzerland. We had to carry him out, out on a stretcher mm-hmm. and we brought him back to the to the camp and we're giving him and giving a an, an, an IV to replenish his fluids and he was like and I think we sent him on a boat and sent him home. He didn't even stay to the end. He was like I'm never coming back to the jungle. I'm from, I'm from the Switzerland mountains. This this terrain is not for me. Right, right. So if you're from Europe, mm-hmm. it would probably be if you don't live in a hot area, mm-hmm. the training I would recommend is go somewhere mm-hmm. where it's hot and humid and train there. For videos and images of Judah's adventure the Amazon, and the Jungle Marathon, check out The Journey's blog. You'll find it at matchboxmystery.wordpress.com. I'll repeat that. Matchboxmystery, that's one word, matchboxmystery.wordpress.com. You can also find more at our sporting blog, which is riosports.blogspot.com. I'll repeat that as well. R Y O S P O R T S, riosports.blogspot.com. Uh, you'll find there are applications for competing in the upcoming Jungle Marathon and other preparation advice. One of the major themes of Illicit A Time to Begin Again, that is one of the books we're tracking, is about finishing. Yes, finishing its impact on our daily lives and its effect on the outcome of our personal journeys. 
so I'll recommend you check it out. Illicet, a time to begin again. Uh, you can find uh, copies of it at Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or for your Kindle or Nook or any of your digital devices. In it, you'll discover more about the Amazon jungle and about life. Now, you, you just mentioned to us that you went back to the race, but this time as a medic. How different was that? It was a lot different in terms of that That I, I, I got to see why people didn't finish. Yeah. When I was planning to go back as a medic, I I thought I'd be sitting sitting in the jungle looking looking at the wildlife looking at the monkeys and just kind of <laughs> just kind of hanging hanging around. Right. But I was wrong. We were busy. I was busy the whole time mm-hmm. working as a medic because mm-hmm. there were so many injuries. Mm. There were when I when I competed in it, half people didn't finish. But I didn't really know that much why because I was still out going mm-hmm. through the jungle. Right. I was hiking through the jungle. I got back. Mm-hmm. I got to camp, put up my hammock, and went to sleep. I didn't really know what was going on with everybody else. Right. But when I went as a medic. After after the the first day when people were setting up their hammocks in that camp, we had three or four seizures, mm-hmm. and seizures were caused by improper electrolyte imbalance, mm-hmm. either not having enough electrolytes or having maybe taking too much salt intake to try to replenish your mm-hmm. electrolytes. And we had we evacuated a few people out on a, on, a, on a speedboat to to take them to, to town. And um, one guy, he was in seizure for about eight hours, oh. which is, I think, unheard of. Normally, oh, if you're right. in a seizure for right. a few minutes in the right. city, that's right. really bad. I mean, you mm-hmm. get to the hospital mainly, and they, they fix you up. I mean, or they, 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 they stop your seizure, seizure pretty quick. So we had a lot of, a lot, I mean, that first day we had a few serious injuries with seizures and um, and pretty serious injuries. and then But th- throughout the time, mo- most of the, 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 the injuries... Were, were were caused by by improper hydration, mm-hmm. and then also feet. Mm-hmm. Feet maybe weren't so much injuries, but just feet being in such bad shape, mm-hmm. blisters so bad, and and feet torn up. Mm-hmm. That that that's th- those were the probably the two main reasons why people were not able to that people dropped out of the race mm-hmm. was because uh, um, hydration and feet, and then of course you know, you know people that with their uh, twisted or broke or I mean hurt, hurt their legs or. Um, so that, you know they couldn't run. We actually didn't have. I think we had some people with some bites, maybe bug bites or something, but not too bad. We actually mm-hmm. didn't have people that get that get hurt by wildlife. There were people that saw jaguars and had tra- encounters with jaguars mm-hmm. and anacondas, really? but people didn't actually get injured by by but the bigger wildlife. No, no. Did you see any of those? Did you get a chance? To- <laughs> no, I, di- I didn't. I didn't see any jaguars or anacondas on. When I was in Venezuela previously, I right, saw right. an anaconda, caught an anaconda. Mm-hmm. But the, when I raced in the event, the the second day, when um when I was I was towards the back, mm-hmm. and I was at the back with with one other guy, the guy who's actually raced all over the world, but he he hurt his leg, so he was going slow. Mm-hmm. And we were at the last checkpoint, going back to the to the base camp, mm-hmm. and um and the the people the medics at the last checkpoint said. That, that a lot of people had seen seen uh, jaguar mm. on the on the course. Jaguar, I guess, had just been sitting by the trail watching everybody, waiting to eat you guys, waiting for the stragglers <laughs> in the back, waiting for the guys, two guys in the back, the stragglers barely making it hobbling across, right. waiting waiting to eat those guys. And it was get, starting to get to be dark, right. near dark. Right. So they, the medics told us, you can't go that way. They're gonna eat you. It's gonna start to get dark. You guys are the stragglers. You can get eaten. The jaguar is waiting for you. 
<laughs> so we had to get a different. They get, we had to get redirected a different route. Right, right. Now, how how do the medics? Obviously, the medics um, transport themselves differently from the people who are in the race. So, how do they travel through the jungle? And they ha- we have some uh, boats. Most most of the uh, the race. It's actually not too far from the river. Okay, so mm. so so we could take a boat through the river yes. and then to, to stop off the land and then hike through hike through the the land for a mile or less. So so the if, if somebody is in trouble, how do they communicate to you? Is everybody has a means of communicating, or you guys have to just comb through and and find out what's going on, leg or something? Well, if somebody got injured in the middle of the jungle, they would have to make it. To the to the next checkpoint. Okay. Or uh-huh. or they would have to advise another runner. Uh-huh. Like one of the guys when um that the guy that uh, um he, he injured his leg he was able to keep on go but very slowly mm-hmm. and and I passed him and 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 when I passed him he 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 told me to inform the people at the next checkpoint. Gotcha. It's an hour or so more for me to get to. Gotcha. So that, that 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 he was injured but he's okay he's gonna he's 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 but he's gonna have he's gonna drop out. But he'll meet him at once he gets to the checkpoint. Right. Just so people might not be wondering where he's at, worrying about him. So so basically, you had to you had to get to, to the next checkpoint, checkpoint. Okay. or advise another runner mm-hmm. to inform you to inform them about about you. And how uh, so yeah. I, I, the guy that we that we had to evacuate out of the jungle on the stretcher from Switzerland, mm-hmm. we found out about him because another runner had come in and said, "There's the guy collapsed out in the jungle." Oh boy. <laughs> Well, fellow travelers, ladies and gentlemen, we have only just begun. Uh, Thanks, Judah. Coming up is the delivery of the Torah to Africa, Mars mission, and much more. Next up, my co-host for the Supernatural TV series will join us to tell us all things supernatural. Well, have a great week. Remember to live, laugh, and love.